welcome back to our newest episode. Um, Guillaume and I were really missing this. I'm super excited because today we are actually catching up on our book club idea. Yes! Right, bro? Oh, yes. And, and really like to, to bring something from the book we chose as our very first book for the book club. I separated this paragraph that I love and I basically read every morning that says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Oh, ah, that's wow. so powerful, bro. Oh, wow. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing fantastic, bro. How are you? Doing great, bro. Doing great. Super happy to be here with you. Oh, I missed you so much uh, because it's been a few weeks now. We are definitely late on schedule because, mm. I mean, everything happens when you have busy lives, right? And I had my father in town, uh, so it was not so easy to record. But right. the good news is that we remodeled the house, meaning that now I have an office slash podcast studio slash Whoa, man cave. That's <laughs> huge. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> and so I can't wait to start this episode by asking you, what have you yes. been playing, bro? Oh my God, bro. Okay, so I've, I'm actually so excited to talk about this <laughs> because, you know, bro, like a few weeks ago, it was my birthday. Yes. Yay. Happy oh. birthday. Yay. Thank you so much, bro. 33 years old. Oh. Um, so really exciting. And bro, my wonderful wife gave me one of the very best birthday gifts ever, which is God of War Ragnarok. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. bro. Okay, like, I, I mean, I'm probably like, I've played the game for like five or six hours. Oh, so wow. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it yet. And I know it's a fairly long game. So uh, I can tell that I'm at the beginning. You know, based okay. on the skill uh, tree and mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, bro, I am already in love with the game. <laughs> I mean, it's just everything I was expecting from, from God of War Ragnarok. Oh, that's so and, cool. And, and, and to give you an idea why I'm saying this without spoiling the game for you, because I'm pretty sure that okay. one day you're going to buy a PS5 and you're going to play it. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, bro, for the very first time, you're going to play God of War. Mm -hmm. But the, that doesn't mean that you're only playing Kratos. Okay. Atreus, his son, is mm -hmm. old enough to be a character by himself, but he's not the only one. And bro, like... It's just perfect. Like when you see the two parallel stories and the boy basically growing up to become the god he's going to be. It's, bro, it's fascinating. I'm so excited about this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so awesome, bro. That's so awesome. And I've been reading reviews and watching YouTube videos about that game. And like everyone is saying that it's basically just a masterpiece. It's... It's even mm -hmm. probably better than the first one. I mean, the God of War 4 that you were playing uh, <clears throat> back in the days that we reviewed in that uh, very same podcast. And 
bro. That's true. I'm so, I'm so, so happy for you. I'm so, so happy because, you, like, players deserve that game. Uh, that game is fantastic, and that game is probably one of the first uh, next-gen game. So basically, really using the power of the PS5. And that's fantastic. And that's basically when people start realizing, oh my God, the PS5 is a fantastic console. It's just fantastic. And I don't think it was the case for Forbidden West. I don't think that it was at that exact same level. But God of War is there. It's one of the top games, Bro, if not the top game. It's, it's there 100%. And like one of the things that I am absolutely fascinated with is how the dual shock or the dual sense uh -huh. makes everything better. Like it's the first time I'm actually using my dual sense to its full potential, bro. It's oh, just wow. like you can feel every detail on this game using the dual sense. Like when you throw an axe, when you hit harder like an enemy, when you walk on the snow. It's just like so immersive, like they're, they finally had or like they finally developed a game that is using the full potential of DualSense the exact way it was supposed to happen. So, bro, it's amazing. I think I'm, I'm actually going to be able to talk about the PS5 console much better now that I'm playing a game <laughs> that uses it, you know, like the way it's supposed to be. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Oh, I'm so happy for you, bro. Happy oh, birthday! Thank you so much, bro. Oh my god. Tell me about you, bro. What have you been playing these days? Okay, uh, that's a that's a very good question because my dad was in town, uh, as mm. I said, and basically they were sleeping in my man cave, so I did not really have access to the man cave, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is not okay. perfect, to be honest. But that's fine. <laughs> So I had to go back to my Xbox Series X, which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining, but right. to be honest, I did not really have time to play The Witcher. Because again, The Witcher is in the man cave. It's on my gaming PC. So I That's had to true. play something on my Series X. And bro, bro, you're aware of that because I started playing a few weeks back, if not a month back. But mm. I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This game is mind-blowing. Oh I've God. been playing so many hours every week. You have no clue. So when my dad was going to bed, I was going to my Series X and I was playing. That's the amount of time I'm putting in that game. So I'm at 25 hours already. I'm probably not even halfway through the game, so through the main story. So it's, it's a big, big game. Very big game. Wow. But bro, I paid 20 bucks for that game. 20 bucks. It's so worth it. It's amazing. It's an amazing game. I love it. Bro, <laughs> like to, to think the amount of hours the developers, you know, like invested on this title and mm -hmm. all the people who worked on developing this project and you know, like, and you, you got this amazing title for 20 bucks. I mean, yeah. and I can tell like you're really excited about it. I and, and I know that your bar is really high for this kind of games because, you know, like you played so many Assassin's <laughs> Creed already. So like you can actually 
very efficiently compare one title to another. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. bro, I think that you know you're probably um, looking at a new episode <laughs> uh, where we're going to to review these two titles. You know, God of War Ragnarok yes. Yes. and Valhalla, because. Yes. I can tell, like, these two games are going to conquer our hearts, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, and the final descriptive I would give to that game, so to Valhalla, it has mm. the same impact on me as Black Flag used to have. So when I switched to the PS4, I got uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, so that was my first game on PS4 a long time ago, so eight years or so okay. ago. And... Black Flag was definitely the game to me that defined next gen at the time, so eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And today, I really feel the same with Valhalla. It's like, oh my God, the textures are so good. The water looks so realistic. And I'm enjoying the open world. And like, so basically, because it's Vikings, you're going to England to try to conquer England and getting new allies and so on. But bro, like, I, I have to tell you, the story is so fascinating it's really like it's textbook uh it's a textbook story you know like what did the vikings do uh going from norway or denmark back to the to england and like conquering england it's fascinating i love it so i've been reading a lot about this too because it's fascinating and that's usually what i do when i'm playing assassin's creed i'm trying to go back to history books just to try to relate with the topic Mm -hmm. and bro it's so realistic it's so good so so good yeah i mean like these guys really know what they're doing i mean they do (laughs) it's it's wonderful like they really do their job in an amazing way i mean i i always remember the one um in egypt what is the name again origin origins yeah Mm -hmm. yes yeah and and that one is just like it's like going to a museum and at the same time looking at what it's most likely a very realistic, you know, like a village within ancient Egypt. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, these guys are awesome. It's so good. So good. Bro, bro, this being said, because we, we are players uh, at heart, but we are also big readers. We have a book club. We introduced the book club in our episode 40. And today, in today's episode, we are going for book number two of that series. And bro, you suggested that book. And I have to say, it's a great, fantastic book. And so, bro, would you mind basically introducing the book? So giving us us the title, uh, the author, and also like a brief description of what the book is about, please. Oh, absolutely, bro. So... Uh, the title of the book is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Um, and I mean, like, when when I saw this this uh, title, you know, by Dale, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is probably a book that it's like a must-read to me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something that I'm going to, uh, you know, like, tell our listeners and you as my brother, of course, know that. Yes. But I tend to you know like worry a lot Mm -hmm. for like many reasons in life i i think too much (laughs) Uh, i am a futurist so i'm like always thinking ahead Uh and uh, at work i'm constantly worrying that i'm not maybe like doing a good enough job and i I have Uh always been like this ever since i was a child 
Uh-huh. And um, I have been coping with worry mm-hmm. ever since I was born, I think. Oh, and wow. this book, bro, I think made me realize that I was probably using the wrong tools to do so. There are better, more efficient ways to cope with worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they'll really open up my eyes and my conscience to, to the fact that, you know, like, I'm not alone in this yeah. worrying too much status. Mm-hmm. And that there are great tools and very, you know, inspiring stories from people who basically lost their minds worrying too much about whatever problems, future, so on. And, you know, they learn how to cope with that. They, they actually had a huge turnaround and today they're doing fine. They're actually better than ever because they use these tools in their favor. And, and so, bro, when I, when I saw the title, I was like, I know my bro. I know he's not like the guy who worries <laughs> too much. But at the same time, I was like, maybe he's going to find this book useful as well. Uh-huh. So I, I hope that I, you know, chose this book right. But I really <laughs> want to know your opinion about this as well, bro. So in, in like in general lines, this is what the book is about. If you're uh-huh. a very stressed out, a, a person who is worrying constantly about problems, about your future, about whatever happened at work or at your personal life, this mm-hmm. book is supposed to give you tools to better cope Mm-hmm. with that which we know it can be very difficult absolutely um, I cannot say that I can relate with what you said I was <laughs> I was worrying a lot before but now that I have kids uh, it really helped me kind of wow. re- realize that yeah it, now it's time to live you know it's the right time to live like worrying about like tiny stuff that happens in life in our day to day lives it's like so like it's nothing you know it really feels like nothing so these days when i'm worrying about something it's like something related to the kids so for Mm -hmm. instance like one of them got hurt we have to go to the hospital that's what i called worry you know these days for me like tiny little things that happen in life i tend to go over them very fast now because i have those two kids but in the past i was i was like you so let me tell you one thing I love that book, but I did not finish the book. Okay. I, I did not finish the book. And for a simple reason, I think that this book is fantastic and everyone should have this book on their bookshelf at home because it's super handy. And if you one day face a worrying situation, like you, for instance, you got lay, lay off, you know, you are in not like not such a great time of your life you know you don't know how to deal with stuff mm. that's when you will start reading that book because it will make you realize that by using those tools as you describe them uh, by using those tools you will cope with your anxiety and worrying uh, and your worry very like in a very intelligible way. So instead yeah. of like just worrying about nothing, it's not nothing, but like instead of worrying for the wrong reason, you will try to move on. 
you will try to embrace what is happening around you, you know, and really, I love the title of the book because it's so true. That's what is inside the book. It's like, stop worrying and start living. It's really, so it's fantastic. But like, I went halfway through the book. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But like, because it doesn't really apply to me right now, I was Mm -hmm. not really in the mood of continuing because it's about a lot of stories, you know? So basically, Dale Carnegie is like going through past stories of like friends or people he knows and so on. And those were kind of like, kind of worrying me, right? I was like in a Mm. good state in my life and I was like, I don't want to hear about those stories. It's kind of like worrisome. (laughs) So (laughs) please don't tell me. So... I kind of put that book aside. So it was on my bed table for a few weeks, of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, and of course, the, the book club is not about that second book, but I fell in love with another book that is called Atomic Habits. And bro, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic book about productivity. And right now in my life, I, I'm more about trying to get more productive in certain mm-hmm. aspects of my life. And I'm not really worrying these days. So I'm like, I think it's more efficient for me to read that other book about productivity than this one because I don't worry too much. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I will finish that book for sure. Now is not the right moment. But whenever I'm worried in the future, I will go back to that book because that book is fantastic. The stories inside are amazing, top-notch. I love it. So, bro, bro, now that I said that, I have to say that if I had to give a certain amount of cups of coffees for that book, for the mm-hmm. half book that I read, I would probably mm-hmm. give it like a four or four and a half out of five. Wow, okay. Yeah, very good book. But again, I cannot really relate to what is written in that book right now. So I, I, I was not in the mood of finishing that book, but I will definitely go back to it. This I know. So this is a great, fantastic book in my opinion. And brother, like based on uh, your statement, I think for our audience, this couldn't be better, actually, because, you know, like it's like I'm pretty sure that like some of our listeners are uh, as crazy worried people as I am. (laughs) And, And some people that are listening to us right now are probably like living a great time of their lives and really not worrying about worry at this point of their life. So it's a really cool thing that we can offer them a reveal based on two perspectives. Someone who is, as I said, constantly coping with the fact that I'm worrying too much. Mm -hmm. And someone who is saying, look, it's a great book, but I'm okay. Like this is not for me right now. So (laughs) I think this is actually going to, to be very productive for people to really decide whether they want to read this book right now or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so bro, I'm, I'm really, really excited uh, about reviewing it. Uh, I will try not to spoil the book too much in terms of like going too deep into a given tool or, or a story, but in general lines really like reveal the book in a way that, Mm -hmm what helped me and if did help me or not. So, yeah, bro, I think I, w- I would like to start by um, saying that there are a few things in this book mm-hmm. that when someone who is constantly roaring like me mm-hmm. reads it, 
they immediately click in your brain. Like they make sense 100%. Okay. So uh, in, in, I think in one of the very first episodes, I, I, I'm not sure if it's the first or the second chapter of the book, mm-hmm. um, there is already a really interesting insight Okay. Um, that it's basically like an advice for people who worry too much to live <laughs> in what they call a daytight compartment, mm-hmm. which is basically like you worry or you think about what is going to happen in that day and in that day mm-hmm. only, instead of thinking about every single day of every single month of every single year that is ahead of you. That's and bro, the, the, like that—that that was one of the first things that I read in this book that immediately like made a click because it made me realize that I live today thinking of tomorrow, and I live tomorrow thinking about five days ahead, and so on and so forth. I and see. this is like very energy-consuming to me, and I didn't I even see. realize that before. So. Before I actually dive a little bit deeper on this understanding of like living in one day instead of living in the future, mm-hmm. I would like to ask you a question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> For someone who is not worrying too much all the mm-hmm. time like you, mm-hmm. would you say that you already live in daytight compartments or not? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, bro. And it's fair to say that I really feel like these days I'm living in a daytight compartment. Absolutely. Cool. So I'm really focusing on my day. And it also has to do with the other book I've been reading. And so again, I'm mm-hmm. kind of tracing parallels there, but one of them is about productivity and the other one is about like like improving your daily life, you know, improving your life, uh, life improvement and so on. And what I have to say is that that book, uh, the productivity one, exactly says that. It's like you really have to go back to the basics. Go to small tasks and just do them. Mm -hmm. Do not try to overdo. Do not try to overtask yourself, (laughs) giving Mm -hmm. yourself too many tasks. Just do the right amount. And of course, doing the right amount makes no sense when you're starting in your day-to-day life. But it helped me basically realizing that like just doing a few amounts of tasks but very well every day counts much more than someone that is doing a lot but is being very dispersed you know Mm -hmm. and being like probably doing too much you know and you know that it's not not productive and so i'm living in a daytight compartment i i do I do. What is happening tomorrow is for tomorrow. Of course, I can start planning a meeting that I have tomorrow because it's part of the task I have for today. But Mm -hmm. I will not start worrying about the consequences that will happen after that meeting. It's like, no, that's for tomorrow. You know, like today I'm just planning or I'm just like writing my slides or working on my slide, my slide deck for tomorrow, but I do not try to overthink it. It's like, let me prepare the slides. Let me try to think what is better for that meeting that is going to happen tomorrow, but I do not try to think about the meeting per se. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the definition of like living in a daytight compartment. Exactly. So you're just doing your tasks for the day. And another thing that is definitely helping me is 
to have a good work-life balance. And I don't mm. know if it's in the book because that's probably one of the chapter I did not read. Oh, but like is. the work-life balance is so important. And that's what helps me not worrying too much. It's like I'm done with work. My emails are on my laptop, my professional one, and they're on, they're on my professional phone because I have a professional phone too, so a corporate phone. Those goes those go into my bag at mm-hmm. the end of the day I close my bag until the next morning I do not care if I will get emails in the evening I know that I may not be the one that is going to be promoted in a few years or whatever but guess what I have phone numbers of my VP and my CCO in my phone my actual mm-hmm. phone so if something important was to happen they would contact me on my phone my personal right. phone so i'm kind of covert but i'm not reading emails in the evening for instance mm-hmm. work life balance is so important and to me it works really well with the day tight compartment it's like i'm done with my day at work let's start my uh, dad life you know in the evening and that's it and I sleep Bro. like a baby. <laughs> that, that is really cool because like what I started to realize from listening to what you have to say is that um, people who don't worry mm-hmm. usually already follow some of the advice <laughs> from the book without even knowing it, without even realizing, yes. right? So mm-hmm. uh, it, it was something I was actually, you know, thinking about but now it makes much more sense now that i'm talking to you because bro i'm going to be very honest with you when i first saw this advice like live on a day tight compartment i was like this is bullshit like honestly Mm -hmm. because like it it actually made me mad first because i was like (laughs) the reason why i thought before um I am successful is because I worry a lot is because I anticipate problems before they even happen. So I have the answers. I have the solutions to problems that people never even thought could happen. So to me, that was like one of my most powerful tools. And the book was basically telling me, do not use it. So mm-hmm. at first I was like, you know what? Fuck this. This doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but Fuck then, that book. Exactly. <laughs> But then I continued to read that chapter. Oh. And that's when the things started to make sense to me. Because he was like, I know you're probably thinking, so I should just like leave for today and fuck tomorrow. So if I don't plan, I don't know, like whatever. For example, if I don't plan uh, my, my, my finance, mm. you screw that, you know, like I have credit cards. No, it's nothing like that. It's far mm. the opposite. So yes. What he was trying to say is basically precisely what you just said. So instead of like thinking about or worrying about not having enough money for your retirement, Uh you use that energy to say, Uh look, today I can make a plan on how to save 10% of my salary every month. Yeah. So all that energy that you're spending for nothing and just like harming yourself you channel towards solving the problem that you're worrying about. So yes. when I started reading this, I realized that what I thought was a gift, what I thought was my, I don't know, maybe like something that made me different from other people mm-hmm. is actually something that is harming me. 
And uh-huh. so I, I, I became very much aware of that, bro. So this was really important to me, to be honest. This was eye-opening to me. I, I still think, uh, going back to what you just said, I, I, I still think that it's very important to be aware of the future. So in that first chapter, I remember like the, the author saying, do not worry too much about the future. But mm-hmm. to me, it's still very important to be aware of what is happening in the future. So for instance, retirement. Yeah, you have to be aware of what is going to happen and try to use today to make changes. But do not postpone those changes because it's just going to increase your worry. If you do uh, postpone like saving 10% of your salary or let's say you have a slide deck to prepare for your meeting next week, if it's part of your task for today, do not postpone it. Do not do it because then you will start worrying. You will feel like you're late. You will feel like you're just postponing your task from one day to the other. And again, going back to the book, I'm reading the other one. This one is about like saying, hey, five tasks every day. Guess what? That may be just enough. But your goal is is to fulfill those five tasks. You have to do them. You have to complete them. Do not prepare a to-do list of tasks you will never do. Just don't do it. And I think it goes well with that book because if you start like overtasking yourself, like mm-hmm. having very long to-do lists, that was worrying me in the past. I was the kind of p- person that was like writing very long to-dos, you know, like that's part of my project. I have to do this, 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 and that. And when you look mm-hmm. at that list, very long list, all those tasks, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's way too much. And, that, and yeah. then you start worrying. And now I'm like, okay, I have those big projects. And as part of this big project today, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And of course, sometimes you have to sit down and look back, kind of taking the bird's eye view. But for me, I do not consider it as... A, let's try to see the future. To me, it's still part of those tasks that I have every day. So when I'm looking at my monthly review or my quarterly review for myself, it's part of my tasks for the day. It's like today you will sit down for an hour and you will do your monthly review. You will look at your past self, see what you did right, see what you did wrong. Then you will come up with objectives for the coming month. But guess what? Mm -hmm. It's part of my tasks for the day. So it's not as if I was kind of, I don't know, like using that time for something else or being not productive. No, I am. I am. I'm just trying to know where I am today. Did I do better than the the month before? Am I going to be better next month? You Mm -hmm. know, trying to plan for this. And so to me, it's very important to live the day as if it was the last one too. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like just do whatever you can in your damn day. You know, you know that you have to work out just go like work out you know don't sit on your couch and like watch netflix if you have something on your to-do list just do it you know just do it to me just those three words just do it mm-hmm. now it's it's my mantra kind of you know to me it's like really that it's like living in a daytime compartment it's like if it's part of the, your to-do just do it just do it don't overthink Bro. it 
it's funny how like the two books are actually communicating with one yes. another because like yes. part of what he like Dale means when he says start living mm -hmm. is also like start being more productive and, and <laughs> you know like instead of being tense all the time so uh, oh, this this makes like 100% sense oh, that's um, so cool. it, it's crazy and the thing is the books focusing a lot on tools that can help you with like coping with worry from work which is uh -huh. often like some of like maybe the most important or the major uh you know like um source of worries mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so but it's not the only one and and that is one thing that the book also explores a lot so for example i don't only worry about things that is good that are going to happen in my job for example i worry about um for example as a child my mom actually brought me to the doctor a few times mm -hmm. just to tell him back in the day that i was like bro probably like six years old and i was telling her at least once a week i was afraid of dying mm. and she was like okay this is not normal Mm -hmm. So she thought I saw a movie or something. So she went mm -hmm. to the doctor and said, I, she, she was like, I don't actually know where he took this idea from, mm -hmm. but he's obsessed with it. And I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get worried about it. Mm -hmm. So my doctor came to me and he was like, why do you think you're going to die? Like, well, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And what my mom tells me that I answered was like, everybody's going to die and I'm telling you like I already know this and I'm worried mm -hmm. about it because it's coming mm -hmm. so it's not something that you expect from a six-year-old mm -mm. and and this is something that is actually with me constantly like I love living I love my life mm -hmm. and I am very much afraid of losing it one day and I'm, I'm like yeah. super healthy mm -hmm. uh, but still like every now and then this ghost of like being worried about my life comes back mm -hmm. and so this book also gives you tools to cope with this kind of worry which i would oh. say it's a less rational worry than for example getting job tasks complete okay. um and and i mean like people who tend to be very worried and very tense will immediately get that sometimes it's like you try to avoid these thoughts, but they just come to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so uh, there are some, like, he even plays, like, he says that there are, like, formulas, like, really uh, something that you can do every time something like that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. uh, and I would say, like, some advice really work for me. Mm -hmm. Some others actually make me even more worried. So I was actually going to say this. One, things that, one thing that I love about this book is that he gives you more than one option. There are things in this book that work really well for me, and there are some other things that make me feel worse. So okay. by reading the book, I actually started to screen and choose the, the advice and the tools that make sense to me. So for example, bro, um, I don't know if you if you got to this part of the book, but he has like a magical formula to get rid of like any source of worry, which is basically like the first thing you're supposed to to think about is like think about what is worrying you, 
-hmm. And then think about the worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen about it? I read that one. Mm -hmm. And that makes me very anxious. So like this formula doesn't work for me. <laughs> like this one, like I, I basically freak out and I was like, okay, this is not for me. But for my wife, it actually works really well. Okay. So it's funny, you know, like for Kane, it's totally fine. So I don't know how you felt about it. I'm actually very curious to know like how a person who is not worried all the time felt about it. But like to me, it wasn't the, the best tool, you know? So I think I'm with you. I think it would worry me more, even more. So for instance, let's say that you did something bad at work. Thinking mm. about the worst case scenario would be, oh, you're going to get fired. Uh, man, no, I don't want that to happen. So no, exactly. please don't. So no, like I would be more worried. Uh, I don't think that this magic magical formula would work for me. I'm definitely mm -hmm. with you. It's to me, I would see myself working on like repairing what I've done wrong instead of like being like, hey, you know what? The worst case scenario, I'm going to be fired tomorrow. No, that's bad. I mean, I don't want to think about this. I'm going <laughs> to solve it now, you know? I don't want to think yeah. about that bad uh, case scenario. So, bro, I'm with you. Uh, that chapter, I think, and that's funny, because I think that I specifically stopped after that chapter. I really <laughs> think I stopped there. And you know what? Because I was feeling the same as you. I was like, right now, I'm not worried, but after after reading that chapter specifically, I felt bad. I felt bad myself. And I was like, but I'm not worried in my day-to-day -day life. So this book right now is not helping me. And that's mm -hmm. why I put it aside. Yeah. And of course, I tried to come back several times to it. But as you said, bro, this book will not give you all the magical formulas. It's more no. of a, let's take a few stories here and there and take what works for you. Because this book is fantastic. But again, keep in mind that if you're not worried, it's probably not a right time to read that book. Because that book will give you like lessons of lives of people that were extremely worried and that coped with it and really started living as a result of it. And yeah. to me, when you're not worried, do you want to read about people having bad days or bad lives, you know, like <laughs> not really enjoying their day-to-day -day lives? So that's why to me, I put that book aside. But again, it's gonna be on my bookshelf and the day I'm gonna start worrying a bit more, I will definitely take it back. So bro, now that we discussed uh, the magical formula that does not work for you and for me, I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you, what yeah. is one of the best tools that you found in that book besides the daytide compartment? What is the best tool uh, that helps you cope with worry? You know, like what is the best mm. tool in your opinion? Okay, bro. If you would let me, I'm actually going to mention two tools <laughs> that I saw from the book that really work for me. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is a chapter, it's a whole chapter dedicated to that, okay. which is basically exploring like the law of chance or the law of average, okay. which is really cool. And it's a very simple concept. Okay. I am in an airplane and I am very much worrying that the airplane might, you know, like break 
you know, like I might actually fall and die. I'm just giving an example. Okay. What are the chances? So the question that you should ask yourself is what are the chances? And then you start thinking about this and immediately facts break down your worry and show you how silly it is to waste your time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So he gives you a whole bunch of examples during that chapter of common worries that are very rarely truly happening. You know, okay. like, and, and when I was reading this book, like this, this particular chapter made me feel really calm, you know, like it gave me okay. inner peace in a very, you know, like fulfilling way, bro, because I realized that a lot of things that I worry constantly mm-hmm. don't actually make sense in my reality anymore. For example, I'll give you an example that is like very real to me. Sometimes okay. I don't know why. I worry that I might not have enough money for Kenny and I for our retirement, which doesn't make sense at all because, you know, I have been planning this for years and I'm 33. <laughs> But still, like, sometimes I think about it and I go like, oh my God, can, can, can we actually afford the life we want to have like when we're like 50 or so? Mm-hmm. So I start worrying about it. And then... I just stop for a second and I think about every single relative that I have that never actually planned as much as I do for their retirement. Mm -hmm. And they are fine. No one is like, (laughs) they are having a great time. Maybe they don't have such a big house as they wanted. Maybe they don't, Mm -hmm. maybe they can travel like five times a year, but they're happy. They're like living a wonderful life. And Mm -hmm. And then I go like, oh my God, like, Really, like it's like by the law of the chances or the average, it's pretty much impossible that I'm gonna have a shitty life as an old man. So yeah. then it just clicks. And, and this okay. is like a tool that I use very often. Another That's one is about get, getting fired. Like it's, he actually gives you a statistic and it's not easy to get fired. Like you really have to screw <laughs> up. So bro, like it's, it's, it's very cool. Like to me, it works really well. Okay. And the second tool, which is something that I realize I use a lot mm-hmm. all the time, but I never realized that I like how good it makes me feel is mm-hmm. to whenever you worry to dedicate yourself to manual tasks. So okay. sometimes I'm freaking out about something mm-hmm. and then I see that my grass in my front yard is too big. So I go there and I take care of my, my front yard. By the time my front yard is ready and wonderful, I'm like, peace, peace and yeah. quiet. I'm like 100% better. And, <sighs> and like this book just makes you very much aware of it. Like, just do something about it. Like, don't sit and worry. Just like go and, you know, like have a good time and get a, a small, simple task done. Like cleaning your desk, organizing a drawer, taking care of your backyard. That is like therapy to your soul. And I never realized it. So, bro, these are the two tools that I use very much, very often. Bro, bro, I... I So I said that I did not finish that book and how funny. I never read those chapters, but I have to say, I already think like that. So, for instance, before entering a plane, I was very afraid in the past of, like, 
crashing, you know, and dying. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, every time I enter a plane, I'm like, like, what are the chances? Really? Like, mm-hmm. the chances of dying when I was driving to the airport were so much higher. <laughs> exactly. And I'm still, there, I'm still around. So that's fine. So that's the way I think now. So that's for the first law. And for the second one, bro, and I can so much relate with that one. Bro, I started doing DIY, so do-it-yourself tasks or, you know, like manual stuff. Recently, when I got the kids, you know, I really enjoyed doing it in the past, but I was not a huge DIY person. But now, Mm -hmm. for instance, like doing the flooring and like doing this and that, bro, I think it helps canalizing myself, you know, uh, in, in such a way that I don't worry anymore. Like those manual tasks that I do very frequently, you know. So, for instance, one evening of my week is about cleaning up my fish tank. Super manual, you know. But after a very stressful day at work, you're just doing a manual task. And you're looking at your fish. And you see that your wife is watching Netflix. And you're like, my wife is nice, you know. Like, what else do I need? Uh, Another example when I'm very worried, and that does not happen often, but like, you know, like something is off, you know, I I don't Mm -hmm. feel so great. What I tend to do is to grab my shoes, my leather shoes, and uh, I I take care of them. That's what I do, like for an hour or two. And bro, that's one of the tasks I have to do for tonight. And I'm telling you because today, the the weekend and the weather were not so great in San Diego. And I felt a bit down, but not not depressed whatsoever, you know, just a bit mm-hmm. down. And this morning when I woke up, I watched France winning because we won oh. the World Cup, uh, by the way. Yay. Uh, but so that was a good start for the day. But like after the game, I was like, you know what? Like, it's not a great day ahead. I, I Of course, I'm recording with you, but Sundays, you know, and I was like, tonight I'm going to take care of my shoes. And knowing that tonight I'm going to do it, I'm actually super happy about it. So manual tasks do wonders with me. Like, that's what I do. I did not know that it was in that book, bro. That's amazing. Yes, bro. That's amazing. bro. (laughs) Like, uh, and it's something that Dale actually explores a little bit. Like, this book is all about people who think like me and use tools to think like you. It's crazy, bro. Like uh, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy, and like and and he goes one step further in this tool, and it's something that I'm like using a lot, and it's making wonders for me as well. Mm-hmm. When you're doing small tasks, manual tasks, mm-hmm. like for example, this morning I I took care of my front yard, and then I came here to my uh, man cave here, my office, <laughs> and I organized two drawers. Like one thing that the book advises you to do in these moments is to be thankful for everything that you're looking or working with. So mm-hmm. I opened this drawer and I found like this um, pictures of my family. Mm-hmm. And so like it made me realize that I have so many things to be grateful for. Yeah. That like by the time I finished my task, I was so much happier and so much less stressed Mm-hmm. It, bro, it's it's just awesome. And yeah. I must say, like, this book also offers tools to people who are coping with really difficult times in their lives. And okay. again, like, 
I love the advice that you gave, for example. This, this is a book I would recommend for anyone to buy, even if it's to leave in their bookshelf yeah. for whenever they feel the need to, yeah. you know, like revisit these tools. So if Absolutely. you're like mourning, if you're like, uh, if, you, if you know someone who is really sick mm -hmm. or like they, they also have tools for that. Okay. And I, I, I read a few reviews of people who went through really difficult times in their lives. For example, mm -hmm. there was this, uh, this guy who had a really serious cancer. He's great now, but he really thought he was going to, to die of it. And he read this book during his treatment. Okay. And he's basically like thanking Dale like in every single sentence of his re review because he was like some of the tools that he learned from the book in his opinion were crucial for him to be mentally ready to heal so okay. that's what I'm saying like you, you don't know what life has for us ahead I'm very optimistic and I only think about the good things and I try my best to really imagine a wonderful bright future every day mm -hmm. uh, but the truth is this Things can happen to a friend, can happen to someone you love. And if you can even share them, like, hey, mm -hmm. I have an advice for you. Why don't you try this and that yeah. and help them out? I think it's already worth it. I think you already did something great. So that's a very thorough book, bro. Really that's thorough. That's fantastic. L let me ask you one more question, bro. Uh, because again, like I did not finish the book, but did they mention or did Dale mention something around like using or spending your money is not going to solve your worrying days, you know, like something around those lines? Because I see a lot of people around me, especially in the US, you know, trying to cop with, cope with uh, bad days and like overspending, you know, and mm -hmm. to me, that's something I tried in the past when I was really worried back in France, for instance, I was spending too much. I was overspending uh, for what I was making. And I know for sure that this was not making me happier, you know, and just the fact of like moving to California made me first a better man and also made me realize that each day was a great day to live, you know, mm -hmm. And overspending was not going to change anything about it. And and I, I'm just asking because, again, like I'm just seeing that around me in the U.S., you know, like people that tend to overspend all the time, thinking that it's going to be a better day, you know, when you're buying a new couch or a new TV or I, I don't know, like new Xbox. I, I don't I don't know. You name it. Uh, but is it is he mentioning something around those lines in the book? He is definitely mentioning things that, like habits that you should mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. way more than habits that you should avoid. Okay. He does mention a few habits, for example, drinking. I remember uh, a few yeah. stories about, you know, drinking and any other, you know, like drug that will probably help you for a few hours, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the fact that this can be really dangerous and can be a very difficult path if you choose it. Uh, but he is actually highlighting a lot, bro, things that you should be doing. For example, sleep seven to eight hours yes. per day, mm -hmm. um, exercise, meditate, Absolutely. anything meditate. That, that, you know, like increases mindfulness is key to living a better life. 
Oh, so that's, that's so cool and yeah. so true. You know, like when when I'm having a bad day, you know, I know that if in the evening I exercise, I work out, I feel so much better after. Mm-hmm. And for a simple reason, what I really feel truly inside when I'm done with my workout and I gave everything is kind of like this feeling of feeling empty but in a good way you know it's like you released all the tension now is a good time to go take a shower and you can start watch netflix now but one thing i'm doing now and it's probably also helping me and that's probably why i feel less worried you know than in the past i work out every day I know that some people are saying, hey, you need a rest day or whatever. And when I say workout, it can be just a good yoga, you know? But okay. training every day is something that is important to me. Uh, mm-hmm. What I do is I do strength training. So I have a functional trainer in my garage uh, slash gym, home gym, whatever. But my functional oh. trainer... I go there and use it four times a week, four times. And every time I'm done, it's crazy because it's even better than running. And I love running. But I feel so empty of all the bad energy when I'm done with my strength training. And Pauline is like, but do you need to do strength training four times a week? And I'm like, it's helping me somehow. And it's probably about like, and I, I don't know, like neuroscience, you know, like releasing of like endorphins or like something around those lines. But bro, it feels so good. So people, when they worry a lot, what I would say, and it's very cheap, just uh, take a membership to the cheapest gym around and just go there instead of like seeing someone. It could just, just that small thing could really help you, you know? Because you Absolutely. will start chatting with people around you. You will start networking with people with the same passion. And again, like going to the gym does not mean that you have to hit the functional trainer or doing squats with like 240 pounds on, on your back. No, mm-hmm. you can just go and like use a bike there, you know, like do the cycling thing. You can just do that, but it's going to be so helpful for you. Like, oh, bro, exactly. I love that it's in the book. I love that. I did not read that bro. chapter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there are many other chapters that are like really specific to a particular kind of worry. Okay. Um, another thing that I love about the book is all these stories that he gathered in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in every single chapter to really give you a real life example of okay. someone who was otherwise is struggling a lot and learn something really important in their lives and really changed the way they see uh, life and worry and so on. Uh, that is something that I particularly love because it made me feel um, less weird. I'm going to be very honest with you, Ruth, because sometimes like I catch myself worrying about a few things mm-hmm. that make me feel weird. You know, like I, I, I ask myself, like not very many people worry about these things so it's probably mm-hmm. something wrong with me mm-hmm. and then i, I read these like these stories and i basically say hey i'm not alone at least you know like i'm not the only one uh-huh. mm-hmm. so so that is particularly helpful to me um okay. so bro like in in general i think it's a book that i absolutely love 
mm-hmm. and I would recommend again like for anyone who likes to read to at least buy the book and have it somewhere in your home mm-hmm. and whenever you feel like you're leaving your worry sort of like dominate your life and not the opposite mm-hmm. take a look at it take a look at yeah. a few tools you know like with an open mm-hmm. heart because mm-hmm. some people are very like I don't know, like they, they, they don't really believe that there is a book that is going to help you with it. So you have to have an open heart to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but bro, like to me, it's a five shots of coffee. Like it, it oh, really wow. changed my way of seeing things. Oh, I was about to ask. So five shots. Okay. Yes. Okay. We are getting there. So it's yes. probably like part of your very short list of like must read books. It is, bro. It is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It I is, mean, it's, it's I, very cool. I, I think I, I really feel the same. Even if I did not finish that book again, like I gave four, four and a half, even if I did not finish. And something I was about to say to, if tomorrow I'm inviting someone over, you know, like friends, and I feel like some one of them is depressed or like feeling down, you know, I that would be the book I would recommend them. And I would probably like give them my book you know, mm-hmm. lend them or give them my book because I think that that's, that's a must-have. You need yes. that book. Every family, every bookshelf should uh, contain that book, should have that book exactly. because that book is a standard somehow. It's more of a, you know, when you told me like, let's, let's start reading that book. Just the title. The title mm-hmm. gives a lot of hope and it's it's good to have hopeful books you know like yeah. of course like right now in my bookshelf are a lot like i have a lot of books about management and productivity and of course a lot of fantasy books and so on but i never had a book about real life examples on how to really start living and even if it does not apply to me today I'm with you. I think that it deserves five shots. Uh, It's just that I haven't finished. So probably like a few chapters along the way are even better than the first few ones. But bro, like even having having read uh, a a few of those first ones, I really Mm -hmm. feel like it's a four or four and a half. So bro, I'm happy. I'm happy that you found that book. I'm so happy for you. Yay, bro, uh, me too. I mean, like this, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for, you know, Dale and everyone who participated in uh, making this book, like really writing yeah. it. And, and it's a whole project. He dedicated a it huge is. junk of his life mm-hmm. developing these tools and, and this book. So I'm very grateful. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that a lot of people out there feel the same way. And mm-hmm. yeah, bro, I mean, there is one thing that like, I, I read this morning that makes perfect sense. Like a lot of people target for their year, for example, and we are getting close to uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve. And a lot of people start their year by saying, oh, this year I'm going to read 10 books. <laughs> and, and this guy uh, was basically saying, if you read one book that really touches you, and you actually have the decency to apply the knowledge instead of just saying, look, I read another book. Uh-huh. This, may, this is probably going to be much better to you than just oh, reading yeah. them to tell people on the internet that you read a book. You know, so yeah. I see. It's, it's really so true. And, and I'm really happy that we chose this book. 
Um, so, bro, I'm very much looking forward to our next book club and I'll be yes. waiting for your recommendation because <laughs> this time you're yes. going to choose one book. Uh, I, yeah, it's going to be fun. I will try to find uh, probably uh, uh, a subject that is a bit lighter. But again, like okay. I, I really feel like this is perfect and this is definitely a book that sh you should have in your bookshelf. And I think it should be a theme for our book club too. We will read books that we feel like should belong to your bookshelf. You know, oh. like a book that everyone should invest uh, some money into it. And um, I one it. thing I one thing I want to say, bro, because next week or in a few weeks we will record our end of the year episode. Yay. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We we won't yes. explain the format today because again it's gonna be fun. But one thing I want to discuss with you because I think it would make the perfect segue with today's uh, episode and today's book. New resolutions. That's mm -hmm. a big thing for the new year, you know? And to me, I'm going to be very honest with you. This is BS. This is BS. Usually your new resolutions are only for the very beginning of January and then you forget about them. <laughs> and one thing I would like to discuss with you because there is a podcast I truly love that is called Cortex. Mm. They are exploring resolutions in a new way cool. and it's called themes so instead of like giving yourself a certain amount of things you should do it's like okay this year the theme of my year will be reading you know uh. you're, you're not setting up a goal it's more of a every day i will try to read more you know it's it's a theme and you can have several themes Interesting. and I would like to explore that with you because I, it really resonates with me. That's not something I did for 2022, but that's probably something I want to explore in 2023. Of course, we can explain that or talk about it in our next episodes, but I want you to think ahead of a few themes for next year. Oh my that we God, could explore. I love it so much, bro. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm okay. so excited already. Okay, I, I'm excited too. Wow. Okay, that that's amazing. Thank you, bro. Oh my god. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, to me, it was magical because it's like this book, you know, how to stop worrying and start living. For me, resolutions are BS, but themes are are right to the point. It's like, of course, I should try to do more of this, you know, next year because. Again, it's more of a, let's try to have new habits. But if you set a certain amount of books you should read every month, it's just crazy. No one has time for this. We have very busy lives. But if you say, I just want to read more or explore, uh, I don't know, like painting, you know, like theme yeah. of paint. Bro, isn't it wonderful? I think it's perfect because even if it's just about reading a book about painting and like starting just one canvas you know yeah <laughs> that's just fantastic i really love the the idea behind themes so uh <laughs> i'm glad that you like it i'm glad that you like it what a wonderful way of like really like finishing up this episode and already giving a spoiler about the next one <laughs> yes uh and i mean like and, and it's so much related to the book because look yeah by just telling me, just by just giving me this homework, 
<laughs> you already made me, rea me realize one of the simple truths of this book that every day is a chance to start over. So yes, it's just like, look how simple and incredibly powerful your proposition is. If you just come up with a theme yeah. for a whole year, like it gives yeah. you a new perspective. It's like, I'm already mm -hmm. looking forward to living the next year. It's, it's oh, crazy, bro. Sure. Sure. I just love it. Like, I, I can't wait to give you my themes. Okay, so <laughs> I, I can't wait either. And let's try to gamify the next episode. I will try to to discover your themes and you should try <sighs> to do the same. It's not awesome. going to be easy because no. themes are insanely personal. Exactly. I don't even think that Pauline would be able to discover my themes ahead. Uh, and so it's it's super funny because I have a short list already in my head because I was thinking about those themes for 2023 and exploring that with my brother in that oh. very same podcast. I would love, I, I'm just, I'm dying for it. So oh it's going to be next God. episode. It's going to be I'm next episode. I'm so excited already. Like I, I want to start recording next episode oh. right now. <laughs> Same, but you have to eat, bro, because now is <laughs> now is your time for dinner, and I will probably go and run outside uh, <laughs> because it's Sunday afternoon, and that's what I do. But, bro, awesome. themes, themes, and uh, it's gonna be amazing. So you can pick whatever amount of themes you want. But okay. what the what the podcasters are saying about themes is like usually you have like two, three, maximum four, because let's be realistic. If it's more than that, you won't exactly. be able to commit commit time to it. But for instance, for us, if we go back to 2018, you know, when we started the podcast, like the 2019, before we knew about the pandemic, it could have been theme of podcasting, you know, like theme, yeah. like because game bros, you know, theme game bros. And like... I love it because it was really a, a defining moment in our lives. You know, like a theme is really that. You're trying to embrace something either new or something you've been dying to do like for a lot of time, like a long time. So, bro, let's try to do it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. And it's also super personal. So it's going to exactly. be insane to chat about it. Oh, oh I can't my wait. God, bro. To have the opportunity to chat about these things with my brother is just like yes. an honor. I can't wait. Yes. Oh, bro, uh, same. It's going to be perfect. Yes. Oh, oh bro. Okay. Thank you so much for this wonderful episode. I mean, I remember when we had the idea of the book club. Uh -huh. um, I was already thinking like, oh my God, how wonderful it's going to be to have an opportunity to discuss books with mm -hmm. my bro. Because I know that you and I are very similar in many mm -hmm. ways, but also very different. And um, that's really good for when reviewing something, like having two perspectives. And mm -hmm. this episode was all about it. And I think it was very, very enticing. And I hope that, you know, our listeners are going to like it. Love you too. so, so much. Can't wait for our next episode. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Love you, bro. Bye.